Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Sorry, brother. Well, I think you muted by mistake. <laughs> uh oh, sorry. <laughs> now you're back. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, sir. <laughs> so, this morning we will be treating the topic having the right mindset. Having the right mindset. I will be taking a reading from the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 2. Colossians 3. Verse number two, and I'll start from one. <clears throat> it says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Verse two, that the one us to use, says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. So when you look at the first verse and second verse is pretty much saying exactly the same thing. The only thing that is not included in verse two is um, specifically mentioning the name of Christ, right? Uh, it says, set your mind on things above. Still talking about things above. Set your heart, verse one says. Then verse two says, set your mind on things above, not earthly things. Meaning that both our heart and our mind should be set on things that are above. The things that has to do with Christ, godly things. As we says, for you died and your life is now hidden in Christ in God. As far says, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So when we look at verse 1 through to 4, is telling us that when our mind is set right, when our heart is set right, then that promise of rising with Christ or being or ruling with Christ, uh, being in the same place with Christ will come to fruition. Meaning that without our mind being set right, without our heart being set right, then that becomes impossible that becomes uh, 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 something that might never come to pass. So it is very important for our mind and our heart to be positioned right for that which God wants in our lives to come to pass. And oftentimes we discover that whenever the devil wants to destroy anybody, it starts from the heart, it starts from the mind, because it has to be internal first before it begins to manifest on the outside. It goes on into the inside. And when the mind begins to process it, as we all know, whenever anything wants to become a finished product, it has to go through process. So our mind and our heart is a production factory. It's where so many thoughts are being processed. Mm. Mm. It's where so many things are being done. Mm. And as a result of that, you discover that the, the output or the finished product that comes from your mind has 
most of the time to do with what the product or the, 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 the materials you put together. Now, let's go straight uh, to what happens between Cain and Abel. Now, one of them, which is Abel, gave a very good offering to God. The other one gave what God does not deserve to him. The same way, if you put, uh, let's say, some materials or raw materials, adulterated raw materials, into the production of a particular product, it would definitely not come out right. For someone like us, that um, a good example of this would be chinchin. For those who know what chinchin is, right? Um, you discover that when chinchin is fried with um, a not too good vegetable oil, when you taste it, you can see, you can, you can always know that mm -mm, something is not right with this. Something is not right with this. Why? Because the materials, uh, the raw materials that were used in the process of making it wasn't right. And it's the same thing when our mind is polluted, when our heart is polluted, it is impossible for the output or the product that comes from a polluted mind or a polluted heart to be right. In fact, the actions that comes from such will not be right. Why? Because what is on the inside is not right. It's not set on things that are above, but things that are here. May God help us in Jesus' name. I read, what's your biggest challenge right now? Breaking a bad habit or putting a new one in place? Launching a new business or turning an old one around? Recovering from a bad marriage or making a good one better? Getting out of depression or keeping yourself from falling into it? Paul gives us two powerful keys. Set your mind in the right direction. Keep your mind set in the right direction. Setting your mind is the easy part. Keeping it set calls for a daily commitment. Meaning that is something that has to be consistent. The race to heaven, the race to keep being a godly Christian, a godly practicing Christian or a mature Christian is just not what we do uh, just for a day. And we believe that settles it. No, it's something that is consistent. It's something that is daily. And that's why someone referred to it as conscious daily living, meaning that it's something that you consciously do. And what do we mean if, by saying conscious? It means that you are aware of who you are. You are aware not to do something contrary to who God has said you are. We are aware that we are royal priesthood, a holy nation, the one that has been called out from the world, the one that God has set apart for his goodness. Now, it would here on it, those who are even not godly, 
for those who probably you see people that nobody knows anything about them, right? Before they get into politics. And as soon as they declare themselves, oh, I'm going to be running for this position, people start going back into their record. Why? Just to discredit them. For some, they probably not see nothing strong enough to discredit them. For some, they don't need to dig deep. It's right there. And what that means is that the devil and his agents, that is what they do. That is what they do to decredit the word of God in our mouth. And that is why we need to consciously live our lives. Christians don't live I don't care lifestyle. They don't have I don't care attitude. They are conscious. And when something happens, be it a fall, be it uh, uh, anything, they own it and they go back to God. Not passing the bucket. Anybody can make a start, but you need the heart of a finisher. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Now, when we look at this verse, he said, endure the cross. Despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the same Jesus when, when, when we hear or we read that part, enduring the cross. is the same Christ that said, may this call pass over me. It's a place of agony. And the recent invited guest said, that is a point of depression, a very lowly state. But then he understood what his purpose was here on earth. The question is, do we know what our purposes are? What is that drive? What makes us, what drives us? What keeps us on our toes on daily basis? What helps us to be conscious of who we are so we don't talk anyhow, we don't act anyhow? Because without focus, then there is no finishing. Oftentimes, most people start from the same level, but the question is how many actually finishes? The word souls for consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul, which I just mentioned. The word souls could be translated feelings and emotions. That's where you are susceptible to become weary and discouraged. 
A sober driver will get you safely to your destination, but a drunk one won't. A drunk one won't. What's driving your life? That days of discouragement will come. Is that is not a matter of if, it's a matter of when it will come. In fact, some are currently going through discouragement. It could be as a result of, you know, same prayer point every year and nothing has changed yet. It could be as a result of even death in the family. And prayer has been offered. It could be weakness in the body. It could be sickness. It could be this weakness that every time you have tried, you have done everything, discipline has not worked out. In fact, having people around you has not worked out. Tom is loneliness. You have lots of people around you, but yet you still feel lonely. Some money is not the issue. They have all this money, yet they still commit suicide. And now it makes better sense when the scripture talks about setting your mind right, your heart right. Because without it, there is nothing here on earth. For those who are not that rich, when they hear people who are rich committing service, ah, with all the money, that is how to know. That is when you understand that it's not about money. It's not about influence. It's not about who you know, who you don't know. It's not about where you are placed in the society. It's not about Instagram, uh, what do you call it, Follow, followers. No. It has nothing to do with that. It's internal. It's your relationship. It's my relationship with God. It's not how people see you. What is my relationship with him, with Christ? Like the writer said, a sober driver will get you safely to your destination, but a drunk one won't. In fact, even an individual who is drunk in this country, if you drive and cops caught you, you are in trouble. Your license can be suspended because of that. And it says, your feelings, your impulses, your moods. Here are two life-changing scriptures. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. Whatever it is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And the God of peace will be with you. Now, when we look at that scripture, it tells us where 
on what should be the position of our heart, of our mind, in order for us to be able to reign with Christ. Not only to hand it here, but to hand it strong, to finish strong, and also to reign with Christ. Now, as individual, let's look at our heart. What is it that we're struggling with? What is the, what's the position of our heart, of my mind, of your mind? How can we go from where we are to where God wants us to be? What do we have to do? This is the time for us to start our heart. This Christianity, do we, are we really walking the walk or we just have the tag on our chest? My prayer is that we will be able to do that which God wants us to do here on earth in order for us to end with him in the name of Jesus, that will consciously walk the walk in the name of Jesus. The floor is open for contributions. Thank you. Amen. Thank you very much, Rasan. That was so powerful. Uh, very, very strong way that you have uh, presented today's uh, topic. And, uh, you know, well, since, um, uh, it is, since this is brought up this morning, I think it's just a re-emphasis on, on a lot of things that we've discussed on our workers meeting at church uh, about what, what is it that is driving us, what it is that is, um, that is fueling um, our relationship with God. And um, most of the time, what, uh, what people have lost perspectives on is that um, the, the Christ is there to meet their needs. God is there to, to protect them. God is there to, to, to do this for them and to do that for them. But what God really wants is our minds, our hearts set on him. So he can be all in all in everything that we do. And uh, that's the reason why often all the example that's given on this topic today, and we're gonna go through three sets of this, day one, day two, day three. Uh, but first day today is telling us that even if we have a bad habit, uh, when we set our mind on God and let God have our heart, that bad habit can be can be transformed, or even um, we're looking and trying to launch a business or try to do something, try to do something that anything that we want to do, if we allow God to be the primary uh, driven force to what we want to do, even turning uh, turning things around into a bad relationship and finding a good relationship, turning issue of depression, issue of feelings, or even not having this or having that. Uh, all of those things are things that are fixable. If we think of God over everything that we're doing, when our mind is set on him, 
Uh, the Bible says when they look unto him, they, may, they, 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 they become radiant. And uh, the Bible also said that uh, they did that delight in him. Uh, he, he fulfilled those things that they want as a desire. It is all of these things that we actually put ourselves, engage ourselves in that occupy our mind. Like you really said, Brassam, everything that occupy our mind, they are just a trick from the devil to try and distract us from focusing on what's important, what is important. And what is important is our mindset is focused on God. Because when our mindset is focused on God, all of those things that are cause distraction, God can alter our footstep and direct us to get those things done. And I thank God because, you know, God is helping us. He's helping us on our daily conversation and our daily devotion, even in our, our meetings at church and, and talking to one another, uh, brainstorming and all of that thing, stimulating our mind with the word of God. It is very important to know that there is nothing that's more important in life than to set our mind on God. Things that are above. What is God's purpose? What is God's reason? What is the reason why you're here? What's the reason what God wants you to do? Uh, God, what do you have for me? We look at all those things, what I want to do, what is meant for me. What, what We all look at what we want to do instead of us to go to him that knows what is next for us. We don't do that. And the prayer this morning is that God will help us to set our mind on him and start thinking about his character, that what he has, the true things that he has, the noble things that he's done, what is right that he said, the pure thing about him, the loving, loving character that he has, everything that's admirable about God, everything that is excellent and praise of worship, of what praiseworthy of him. If those things occupy our mind, then the peace of God, then the peace of God, all of those things, all of these attributes must be something that we think and meditate on of who God is. Then peace will run like a river in our heart. And I just pray this morning that God will help us. And when we go over this tomorrow again, we will see what God expects of us and see how he wants us to live a life that is exemplary a life that is trustworthy, a life that is actually worthy of God's praise, because often we praise ourselves in our achievement instead of praising God in what God has done in our life. May God help us all in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Brother Sam. I appreciate you, too, sir. Thank you. Thank, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, relationship is a two-way thing. Um, and oftentimes, my pastor has rightly said, um, it's more about what we want from God. The question is, are we ready to allow our heart, our mind to be set on him? Until that answer, until the answer to that question is a yes, a definite yes, then we are just playing church. <clears throat> we are not yet Christians. Um, during the week, I was listening to a particular recording about the well-known gospel artist here in the country. They married for about 27 years. And they, um, the interview person was asking him that, um, what would 
the adult you of today advise the younger you 27 years ago about your relationship and he said if i had paid more attention to my wife i believe we would be better off today because at that time it was more about me i and myself it's about what I want to achieve, what I want to do, things I want to make happen. And I wasn't paying attention to her. Now, the same thing, bringing it to what we're discussing today, our relationship with God. What do we do today? It's about asking, asking, and asking, and asking. And we will pro- 